Hi, Megan. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Are you in Orlando right now? I am. Yeah. Like, welcome to my apartment, basically. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's the best lighting over here, so you can get a full view of my living room. <laughs> I like it. It looks nice. We were just talking to someone yesterday, and I, I think you guys are now at, like, the halfway point, which is wild how long the season is. I know. It's crazy. It's like it flies by at the same time, but... The fact that there's like 10 games left or whatever, it's, it's nuts. It's yeah. It's good. How do you, how do you stay fresh and like, how do you stay focused during such a long season? Do you have any tips for that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think for me, it's just balancing like the off time and like getting away from the game um, and making sure to take that time for myself because it is so stressful and it's such a long season. And um, at the start of the season, you look ahead and you see how many games you have left and, you feel like you're in a good rhythm and then you might, you know, have a game that you just don't play your best. And I think those are the times that you have to lean in and like focus on what you do off the field. Um, and for me, that's just like making sure my relationships with my family and friends are good and all that kind of stuff. Cause it goes so hand in hand with what we do on the field. So for me, you know, it is such a long season and, and whenever I have trouble, I just look to do those things. That's smart. Yeah. I feel like you have to check in with people and remember you're not the only one that's busy. Granted, you're probably the very busy, but it is good to just like check in and make sure you keep those relationships good, which goes for, I feel like all the lady ballers listening when you're at college, it's still good to check in with your teammates and your friends and everyone at home um, so that you can keep those relationships strong. But yes, yeah, yeah. so how is the season going so far? Yeah, it's been good. Um, I think this team is like, has been through a lot for sure, as you guys can see. Um, but I think we're really hitting a turning point and, um, it's been really good. These last couple of games, especially, I just feel like we're really a team now and, um, we've been able to come together and I think it's showing in our performance. Um, obviously we had a coaching change too, which was a big thing. And I think Seb has come in and, and done a great job with this group and really helped us, you know, come together and, and get organized. And, um, yeah, I think like you said earlier, there's, there's, we're halfway through, I think now. So, um, I think we're at a really good point and to be able to come together at this point in the season is great because I think a lot of teams might be, you know, tired or, um, just gone through a lot too, but we're kind of feeling fresh now. I like feel like a new team almost. So I think we're hitting our stride and it's, it's really good. Do you have any advice for players listening who have had a coach change? Cause I must, I imagine it's, it's very hard in the beginning, you know, the, the philosophy, the way of playing, everything could change. So do you have any tips for players who are going through that same coach transition and like, how does the team best adapt? Yeah, it's actually something that's happened so many times in my own personal career. Um, I committed to UCLA actually under Jill Ellis and then BJ Snow took the job. So um, I think just one thing is just you can't really just rely on just the coach to kind of dictate how you play and how your team does. Um, a lot of like how we play in our performance is based on the team itself and like how we're vibing together and like how our relationships are together on the team. And I think really leaning into that and leaning into each other. And especially during those times, you know, have more team meetings, talk to players around you, build those relationships and make them as strong as you possibly can. Cause it's, it's not easy. Um, it's definitely a difficult time. And, um, you know, thinking back to the times where it did happen and my team wasn't doing that, we didn't perform well. So, um, and that's the same, this season is definitely tough and it showed in our performances, but 
I think what we've all learned is that we need each other and that um, just being a team is, is number one. So it's not necessarily based on the coach that you have. I think that's a great tip there too. If you're, if for the players listening, if you're going to, you know, you're looking to play in college, don't just go to the school that just because a coach is there, because there's been many times where the coach that recruited you ends up leaving. <laughs> like that happened to our school as well. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that's a number one thing when you're looking at for a school, like you got to look at like the school itself. You got to look at the academics, like the players that you might be playing with. And it's, it's not about the coach because yeah, it changed for me twice. <laughs> What was, when you were choosing UCLA, what was the thing that really stuck out, stuck out about that school? Um, I think it was just like, it's the number one public school in, in the world. Like, it, I think that for me was like, I knew that not only what I do on the soccer field matters, but like off the field is just as important. And choosing a school that I know would set me up for success later on in life was huge. And um, having that balance is so important. So my parents always tried to like instill that in me, even though I used to fight it. I was like, soccer's everything. Like, that's all I care about. But it really is like, you have to have that balance. And I knew UCLA would set me up for that later in life. And it, it definitely has. So what are your other passions off the field? Or what were you interested in learning about at school? Um, well, my degree was in sociology, but I don't think I really do anything with that. But um, I actually work for a nonprofit now called Athletes for Hope. Um, and it's connecting professional Olympic, Paralympic and student athletes to charity opportunities. So um, I think, yeah, that's a lot of the time that I spend off the field is with them. Um, I'm an athlete outreach coordinator and help connect athletes um, to charity opportunities and just letting them know to use their platform to give back. So that's something I really love to do and spend a lot of time doing. I love that. How did you get into that? It's actually funny. Like I, so I was playing in Australia in my off season, the first two years in this league. And as you guys know, you can't like your body just goes through the most, like just playing all year round is so hard. So the third year in the league, I was like, I can't, do this again like it's just too much but I had time in the off season to figure something out and so I was honestly just googling stuff online I was like what can I do that's like athlete related they would understand that like my priority is soccer something that I knew that I would be passionate in like if I'm going to dedicate time to something like I want to be passionate about it I want to care about it um so I was like googling those things and athletes pro came up um and then yeah, I just simply reached out. I was like, this looks really cool. It looks like something I would love to do. And um, they gave me an internship, internship. And so kind of just took off from there. That was like five years ago. I was playing for Boston Breakers, throwback to Boston. Um, no longer a team, but yeah, that, um, that was that year. And then I just have never stopped. And it's actually become like a part-time job as much as it can be. But yeah, so... That's really cool. And is there anything that our listeners can do to support that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we have an Instagram page and um, I mean, we do campaigns and fundraisers, fundraisers all the time. So I think just following the work of what all these amazing athletes do with really cool organizations. And um, I think just, you know, if an athlete is supporting a good cause, like it's always an easy way to get behind something, like just follow what they do and, and you can support their work because 
I get to see, I think that's the best part of what I get to do is, is watch like professional athletes, like inspire people or use their platform for such great things. And, um, if you're looking to get involved in an organization or a charity, you can follow an athlete that you like or care about and get behind the amazing work that they're doing. And I think that's just an easy way to, to find something and, and support what we do. I love that. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned Boston Breakers. You mentioned playing in Australia. Have you taken away different things from each team you played on? And do you feel like that's helped elevate your game? Like, is there something specific from all those teams or did you just grow over time as a player from doing that, from playing on different teams? Yeah. I mean, at first, you know, when you get traded or you play on so many different teams, it's overwhelming and, um, it's, the inconsistency can be hard, but what I've definitely learned from, you know, I've played on five different teams in this league. And like you said, you know, Australia, that was another one. Um, it's just, there's so many different experiences and takeaways and just playing under different coaches that have really helped me, um, not only on the field, but off the field. um, just being adaptable. Um, I think that's, that's one thing, um, playing with different types of players and understanding like, different relationships that you have with those players and um, learning from different coaches, I think has really helped me a lot. So um, it's been really fun to, to move around as hard as it can be. Um, but I've loved every minute of it. And I think it's something that people shouldn't be scared of if they get traded. I think that's something that they should be excited about because um, the first time I got traded, I was, I was so worried and just definitely in tears. Like I can't do this. Like it's a new city, a new team, a new coach. It's an overwhelming thought, but um, once it happened the second time, the third time, I was like, this is actually really good for me. Like, this is really cool that I get to do this. And um, I now I'm so excited about it and it it's fun. Um, so I think if there's, if that ever happens to anyone, you get put on a new team. I think that's one thing that you should just be excited about um, the new exciting change and a new adventure. I feel like maybe your sociology did come into play. <laughs> It's probably helpful. People. <laughs> yeah, and it's helpful to to be open to new relationships because that is something scary when you're going to a new team. It's like I made all these friends here. I had such strong bonds with my teammates, and now I have to do this all over again. But as long as you're open to it, I feel like it makes it easier for it to happen. Yeah, I think, I think just being open to it is is key. I say I think you brought up a really good point because you're not saying like, all right, don't be hesitant about it. Like everyone is hesitant yeah. about change, and everyone fears it, but through you allowing yourself to experience change over time, you became more comfortable with the idea of it and more open to the idea of it. So it's not like everyone thinks it's like, oh, this switch, I just need to turn on to my head and make myself totally fine with change and go with the flow. But it's really the experience of going through it, even though you're mentally resisting it a little bit that opened you up to it. So I love that. So yeah. yes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's always a scary thought. I'm not going to lie. Like, Anytime there's a, a trade that happened or anytime I've had to like uproot my life, like there's always that thought, but in the back of my head, I've always, now I know like this is going to be good for me. And I've always had a great experience with it. So yeah. It's, it's what good. do you think the hardest part is about like just picking up and and moving? Cause I can't admit you're, you must be a pro at packing at this point, <laughs> but what do you think is the hardest part? Is it like staying in touch with your family? Like you said, like, cause that must be so hard too, you know, and that's important to you, but I'm just curious. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Cause I think my parents, um, just with being with them on this last break that we had, they were just saying how cool it's been for them to be able to visit us in every city that we've lived in. 
um, cause it's fun to explore and, and come to a new city and, and just check it out. Um, so they actually really like it now, but at first they were so concerned for me too. They were like, how are you going to do this? Like there's so much you have to figure out. Um, but it's definitely gotten easier, but I think the thing that's consistently stayed hard is just like the logistics of it all. Like the actual moving is I'm definitely a professional packer, but like, it doesn't get easier. That's always tough. And just like getting new doctors and like all that stuff, like the logistics of where you're actually living is tough. And that has not gotten easier. I didn't even think of that. Like I can't even, I just moved once and I still can't get a hold of myself with all the doctor's appointments and all that. I don't have a dentist. It's not good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like all those things. It's like, oh my gosh. Like just like getting a new hair person too. It's like, Oh yeah. Trial and error over and over and over. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's a waste of money. Yeah. Well, the good thing is like Instagram and like, you can find like pictures of what they've done in the past, like of their clients. That's how I found my hair person. (laughs) Oh, I just like, I text everyone I know. I'm like, okay, you play for Orlando. Please tell me like everything you know about hairstylists, like the best of the best people you've got. Like you just got to use your network. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love it. So th- it sounds like that's like, are you the type of girl when you go out, like, do you dress up? Like, do you like dressing up? Um, kind of yes and no. It depends on who I'm going out with. Like I got to be motivated. Like I'm not yeah. like going to go do that myself. Like me and my husband went on a date last night and it was like, I kind of got ready. Like I didn't do the most, but if I'm going out with like a group that I like, want to put effort into it, I'll do it. <laughs> I remember being in college and literally YouTubing how to contour with makeup and like not understanding how to dress up nice. Yeah, exactly. I learn as I go. I just try my best. What are you, do you and the team do anything fun like on off days or on the weekends together? Yeah, we try to. I mean, uh, it's tough. Like I live in um, an area that's like 20 minutes from the girls, but um, we use the pool a lot. It's so hot here in Orlando. So I feel like everyone's just trying to be in the pool to cool off or anything like that. But we love to get coffee. Every team that I've been on, like that's like number one, just going to a coffee shop. It's just fun and easy and there's cool ones everywhere. So we love to do that. So you must drink iced coffee, I would assume, right? Yeah. I mean, right now I've got a regular, but yes, iced Americano is my order. I, I live in um, Jupiter, Florida, so I'll start with my hot coffee, and if I don't finish it, I just make it a nice one. Like, there I'm like, you go. Yeah. With my hat. <laughs> That's a power move. I think I'm gonna have to do that because yeah, this is like lukewarm. Yeah, so just just make yeah. it a nice. Just nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and last question before we go into rapid fire: What is the legacy you want to leave on the field? Like, what do you want to be remembered for? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like that can come off as like a stressful question, but like the reality for me is like, it's like really the simple things that I think I want to leave with my teams that I've played on and like on the field. Um, I think just to wrap that up, like I love just like the simple moments in training where it's like super fun and like it brings you back to why you played the game. Um, Like my seven-year-old self, like playing soccer is what I always want to remind myself of while I'm out there. And creating those moments for my teammates too, I think is so special and what we still talk about to this day. So I think for me, it's just like bringing the fun out of people and like reminding them why we play soccer. Um, Cause it's easy to forget. It's such like a high pressure 
um, league and just like everything that we go through is like stressful and can cause anxiety and like, but in the end, like we're just playing soccer and it's, we're still doing it because we have fun and we love it. So um, I think the legacy I want to leave is just that it's like, can I bring those special moments out for people and just remind them that it's just a game and that we can have fun and yeah, just love it. That's the first time we heard anyone say that. And I think it's so, it's the best one. Like, cause when you think back to even for us three, when we played, we don't remember all the games, all the scores, whatever, but we remember the hilarious times that we've had right? with our team that will yeah. continue to tell the same stories over and over again, because it's like, that's what you remember the fun stuff. And like, exactly. know, it's just a great, great thing to hear from a professional, especially because that's yeah. what's going to, that's, what's going to keep you playing to the best of your ability throughout your career. Well, that's what's kept me playing. Like I, I live for those moments every single day in training. I love like the hard challenging, like I'm so competitive, like, don't get me wrong. Like that is my bread and butter is just being competitive. But like the same time I look for those moments in training every single day. And like that, yeah, that's all we talk about with like every friend that I've had on every team. It's like, remember that one time in soccer tennis that like we did this, like it's stuff like that, that I carry with me. And I hope to bring out those special moments in like all the teams that I play on. That's amazing. Love it. All right. Do you want to finish with some would you rathers? Ooh. All right. <laughs> would you rather go on carpool karaoke or dancing with the stars? Ooh, that's a good one. I think carpool karaoke. I can't sing, but I would give it my all. And there's nothing better than like riding in a car and just like belting out yes. and not caring. So yeah. Everyone sings better in the car, the car in the shower. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> My, my best performances are in the car yeah. <laughs> just let it go yeah. would you rather spend the day at the gym or on the field oh um on the field for sure I mean I love the gym because it's like an easy escape um and we don't get to do that often but on the field is just guaranteed fun all right you're put to the test are you doing a beep test or a timed mile Ooh. Oh, yeah. both of those are great, but I feel like you get a little tiny break in the beep test where you can stop and the time mile you're like running nonstop and you're just dying the whole time. So I'm going to go the beep test. Yes. The lesser torture. Just so I can like stop my feet for one second. <laughs> Would you rather binge a really good book or a TV show? TV show. I have like three books like in my area right now and I just have fun buying them, but I don't read them. So it's literally me too. I'm yeah, sick of, I'm, I'm sick of buying books. Like the comics <laughs> are cute. Yeah. Like I'm excited about them, but like I haven't read them. So that is me. That's me. So I'm surprised you yeah. knew where they were. Oh, they're they're right here. I bring them everywhere too. Like I bring them every single flight away trip. I bring them and I'm like, this is going to be so fun to read. No, this is, just my, this is my reading <laughs> moment. And I sometimes I'll do the first few pages and then I'm like, I'm going to take a break. Yeah. Or I just start talking to someone. I'm like, all right, well, that was supposed to be the time I was going to read on this flight, but <laughs> you just blame it on that. Yeah. Oh I have so many excuses as to why I don't, but. All right. Would you rather scuba dive or skydive? Ooh, scuba dive, but I'm saying that at a bad time is it's shark week. So yeah. Ooh, a little sketch, <laughs> but I, yeah, I think it'd be cool. 
You kind of answered this one already, but or, would you rather order takeout or would you rather cook dinner? Oh, I mean, takeout's so easy. So probably takeout, but I don't mind cooking dinner as long as it's with someone. Like I'm not going to cook by myself. Yeah. Like it, there's got to be like someone to cook with. You need yeah, a good. chef. It's more fun. Definitely. Yeah. I want to be the head chef though. Sure. <laughs> there's the like, You're my sous chef. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm the head. I'm the head chef. <laughs> and last one. What's your biggest soccer girl problem? Oh, you guys have me laughing about these all the time, by the way. I love all of your soccer girl problems. I think tan lines are probably number one just because such an issue like the watch tan I've got like permanent socks on like the back tan like the back tan is so bad ruins everything yeah it's brutal but I think another one is the like neck bangs that I get I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about with that but like yes I have it it's the baby hairs in the back the baby hairs yeah yeah and it's because like my bun falls out and my hair is sweaty and it just like rips my hair so I have like all these layers, like I'll go in to get a haircut and they're like, oh, you have layers. I'm like, those aren't layers. Like <laughs> they're they're accidental just, like, layers. <laughs> they're organic layers. <laughs> yeah, organic layers. So, oh, that one. Yeah. Well, that was a good one. Um, Megan, thank you so much for coming on. It was so great chatting with you and we are so excited to continue to watch all your success and hopefully we can come see you play in person soon. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. Cool. All right. Thanks so much, Megan. Thank Thank you for your time. Bye. Bye. Bye.